0: whoa 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 hang on a moment yes you know what time it is this is jen your host and this podcast is all about taking agency and owning yourself and every week on this show i'm gonna help you use your voice stand in your power and operate from a place of self Hey, hey, hey! It's that time again, everybody. It's Hang On A Moment. And here we are having our, I think this is our 11th episode, which is really quite exciting because um, it took me so long to get this podcast started and now I'm on a roll. I do them every week. I have toyed with moving them to every fortnight, which I might do in the future, but I actually enjoy doing them because they help me um, collect my thoughts and they give me an opportunity to share content with people to help them and obviously you know that's the whole purpose of this podcast and you know and yeah helping people to have agency and own themselves so what i wanted to talk about today it's it's a little bit of a strange one here because um i wanted to talk about a term that i actually love and also hate <laughs> So I'm kind of like, hang on a moment, this is my little rant today, but I kind of want to turn it from being a rant into a blueprint for living in a time where life throws us different situations. So what I want to talk about today is choose your hard Now, I really like this saying because, you know, I understand the concept of it is that whatever we do in life is hard. So, for example, um, you know, if we are um, overweight, then obviously being overweight is hard. If we are trying to lose weight, then trying to lose weight is hard. But if those things are hard, choose your hard is what's worse for you or, you know, Actually, you know, you could do nothing. You could continue to stay overweight, but actually, what your heart then might become is um, serious illness or disease. So you know, it's, it's almost like a sacrifice. And you know, I've 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 seen this presented quite a bit in different areas of sort of psychology and motivation work, where people talk about you know making a, a sort of a, a short-term sacrifice for long-term gains. And, you know, I, I also agree with that. I also agree with that. And I've used that term myself and I've been a personal trainer and also through some of my coaching. And I've actually used that term on myself. So two times in my life where I have really had to double down on um, my commitment to my goals and to myself were once when I was doing a marathon in fact there's a number of times but I'll I'll use a few examples here so once or twice when I've been doing a marathon because actually when you're training for a marathon absolutely it's choose your hard. because what actually happens when you're training for a marathon is you know you have to give up social times you have to allocate a good percentage of your day on a Sunday or a Saturday to go and do your long runs Um you have to take way more care of your um body through stretching and you get more injuries. You also have to buy lots of decent trainers, and if you want good tread on those trainers when it can last you so many miles and you'll need to replace them again, you also want to make sure you're buying trainers that are right for your running gait, and there's a cost involved, you know, so there's not just a, a time cost, but there's a there's a you know, there's a financial cost as well with those expenses. But obviously, you know, the hard of not doing a marathon is, you know, wondering whether you've ever amounted to achieve one of those, you know, bucket list items or wondering if you've got it in you to have that sort of endurance and stamina to do your 26 miles. And, you know, again, if you're not particularly fit, then actually, you know, training for a marathon, whilst I've said it can bring around training injuries, it can also help you obviously gain a higher level of fitness. I've always found running great for mental clarity. And obviously, of course, it brings you a lot of endorphins as well. So running a marathon was when I absolutely had to choose my heart. And I've done two marathons. I loved the first one, hated the second one, even though I got a really good PB, which was... 3 hours 36 minutes so it was really awesome and um not sure I'd ever do another marathon because I now have an issue with my knee which actually um has probably come about from years of running anyway and other physical fitness um but you know I chose my heart so the second time when I did this was when I was um doing a few bodybuilding competitions and again not just bodybuilding competitions but when I've worked with you know really kind of you know top of the range personal trainers and sort of lifestyle coaches when I've had a goal so for example as well as doing two bodybuilding competitions I also went sailing around Greece um, in 2018 and I wanted to have abs basically because I wanted to feel amazing in my bikini so, you know, I knew I was going to be in a bikini like 10 days pretty much all the time. because I was going to be living on a boat. <clears throat> so, you know, I chose my hard and my hard, you know, was giving up. It was some of it was a bit kind of restricted. Some of it was actually quite more balanced diet. But, you know, one of the key things that I had to give up, of course, was 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 treats and sweets and any of the kind of the naughty stuff, which obviously from a health perspective isn't great. But, you know, everything in moderation, those scenarios when I was going through those, um situations I I wasn't uh, eating those kinds of foods you know and I was nominally intaking alcohol if at all and um you know I was training hard and you know again there's this mentality of you know if you don't feel like going to the gym but you know you've got a training session to do you've still got to drag yourself there And, you know, of course, the opposite of not doing those things would have been, well, okay, so I could have got on that boat and I could have sat there, I could have had a big belly, I could have felt untoned and I could have actually really enjoyed the trip slightly less because I felt very self-conscious, not because I think that that's a measure of how somebody should look, but just for my own kind of like, yeah, my own ego, I guess, I would have felt self-conscious you know, and I might have looked back on the photos and thought, I really wish I'd done something with my weight or my body before I went on holiday. So yeah, that was my heart. And with the and competitions, when I did those, again, it was predominantly because I was in the fitness space um, and moving into that space as a personal trainer. And also, you know, I was bouncing back from um, the breakdown of um, an abusive relationship and also um, a bad situation in the workplace so I wanted to do these bodybuilding competitions to give me the resilience and the confidence and boost my self-esteem so my heart was doing the competitions and doing the extreme dieting when I say extreme dieting I would say bodybuilding diet was actually one of the most healthiest diets I've ever had because it wasn't restrictive I didn't cook carbs um and I didn't um, you know cut fats, I did a bit of a carb cycling. So some days I'd have a higher carb, some days I'd have lower carbs, and it was all based around the kind of lifting I was doing on that day. Um but actually was eating very healthy. But it was more to do with the um choices I had to make around saying no to things that weren't going to help me achieve the figure and the shape that I wanted for those competitions. But as I said, if I'd not done those competitions, if I hadn't chosen my heart, then I would have still potentially been in a situation where I felt like I'd failed, like I'd, you know, like I'd lost things in life, that I wasn't good enough. So, you know, I was putting myself into a position of, you know, focus and resilience with my training, so that I didn't feel like I'd failed or that I wasn't good enough or, you know, all of the feelings that I was feeling before I decided to do the competitions. So I chose my heart. So I totally understand the concept and I actually love it. I love it because it makes so much sense. So it's like, yeah, go to bed early, you know, choose your heart. If you go to bed early, it means you're going to have potentially a good night's sleep and get up in the morning. If you go to bed late, it means that you've maybe, you know, got quite a bit of your day, you've still got quite a bit of time left, but then you're going to struggle maybe with getting to sleep because you've got a dysregulated circadian rhythm and you are also maybe going to miss your alarm clock. So there's all of these things around choosing your heart. And I love it. But what I've come to realise recently is actually, when we're talking about choosing our heart, it actually, it actually makes everything sound hard. It actually makes things sound overwhelming. And I think actually what it's what it's doing is, I think it's quite off putting for people who are going through tough times. And I understand the mentality around it. Um, But I actually, as I always do before I record these podcasts, I just like read a few articles because obviously I know what my content is, but I just like to get a few other takes on the matter so that I've got some kinds of, if you like, healthy debates to throw into my, my content. And there's somebody actually on one of the articles that I found talking about how they developed cancer and, you know, how choosing your heart was not really an option for them because, you know, having cancer is something that they didn't get to choose. again I can I can relate to that I didn't choose cancer um but what he did choose um and again not everybody would be in this place but what he did choose is when I got diagnosed was that I decided personally because this was what was right for me that I was going to um start creating some sponsorship money for the cancer charity of the cancer that I had which was bowel cancer so or colon cancer as it's known in, in in certain areas and um I created funds for Bower Cancer UK and I actually raised more charity funds than I've ever raised before for many of my running. And I obviously realised that people were probably paying more to me for my charity um, endeavours because I'd just been diagnosed. But obviously that money went to the charity so I felt like something good was coming out of my, um, my diagnosis. Now obviously that wasn't that hard for me if I'm being honest because I was already quite fit anyway. But I could have decided to curl up in a ball and be freaked the heck out about the fact that I've been diagnosed with cancer um, and you know therefore I that you know I what well, either of those would have been quite hard but I chose my hard I chose my hard which was to try to overcome any kind of fear that I actually didn't feel but I think if I'd have just not created space for me to carry on with my life and pretty much up until the operation to just kind of like do you know live my best life and try and raise awareness then I might have felt worse doing it the opposite way which would have been just kind of like you know feeling like oh my god this is too much to deal with it's a catastrophe you know my life is over which obviously touch wood it's not and I'm in the clear even though I'm under surveillance um so you know it's all about choosing your heart but I can totally relate to that it's like sometimes you can't choose it but the one thing that I wanted to to really hone in on today with this particular episode, because obviously you know all of these are about having agency and owning yourself and so choosing your heart is about deciding which thing for you will have you know which sacrifice will give you the most return and um I think sometimes when we talk about things like sacrifice, which is basically what choosing your heart is, you're kind of doing something so you don't have to deal with something else. So, you know, a sacrifice of perhaps getting fit rather than not getting fit is giving up the food that you like or going to the gym when you'd rather sit on the sofa. So, even though it doesn't seem like a sacrifice, because it's actually you're moving into a healthier place, you are actually sacrificing something from your current lifestyle to move into a healthier lifestyle. And that's quite hard. A lot of people can't always do that. It's difficult sometimes to create that mindset to move into a different place. Um, But with this whole concept of choose your hard, right? I'll tell you what I don't like about it. What I really don't like about it is it feels scary. And it actually sounds hard. Yes, things are hard. But what if we decided to choose our easy? And what I mean by choosing our easy is not going down this path of least resistance because like i've said that's not going to move you forward in life it's not going to help you achieve goals but what if we paired that back a bit and instead of talking about choosing our hard we talked about finding a way to move the needle on our life without doing something that seems really overwhelming because to me especially when you're in a certain mental place or a certain emotional stay or health stay or a financial stay or problems in the workplace or relationship problems, sometimes choosing your hard. I'm sorry, but your head won't go there. Life is already hard. So why would you want to find something else hard when you're already in a position that feels hard? Now, I know that it's just a concept. It doesn't mean anything. So this is why I have a love-hate relationship with the term. Like, I totally get it. I resonate with it 100%. But I just actually feel that, you know, we need to maybe change the focus a little bit for people that are going through tough times in life. And instead of choosing your hard, why don't we actually say choose your easy? So if you're in a situation in life where you want to make changes because you're not happy, yes, choosing your hard is, do you stay there or do you do something to move away from it? But if I turn around to somebody and said, okay, choose your easy, what would make your life feel easier? If you could stay in this situation where you are right now in five months time, would life feel easy? The answer's going to be hell no. So if I say, well, what about the alternative? If you turn around in five months time, is life going to feel easier if you do something different now? Oh my God, absolutely 100%. So I think we should focus more on this whole thing about choosing your easy. Because if we're in a situation in life that feels hard, hitting us with more hard feelings or, you know, more hard uh, words, we don't, that's going to freak us out. So a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about today, and I've actually written a corresponding blog or newsletter that's going to tie in with this, but I think what we need to consider is that we're going to be at certain points in our life, at certain times in our life that are going to give us one way or the other. Now, I think when we consider life, we look at these kinds of like life is not linear. We know that. And so sometimes it goes up and sometimes it goes down. Sometimes like the world is our oyster. Sometimes we're literally on the floor. So we need to be prepared for both of those scenarios as we move through life. And, you know, this is a key thing about resilience. But as you know, as I say it every time, Sort of the three key areas that I sort of focus on, which is pretty much everything we need to to to, to look at when it comes to holistic health and well being, is balance, brilliance, and resilience. So balance is all around having that balanced life. Brilliance is all around playing to your strengths and you know self love and being happy in your own skin and confident with what you bring to the table. And resilience is all around being able to manage the curveballs of life or get back up if you fall down. And you know, I think we need to consider life is not linear. And actually, you know, when we're talking to people about choosing their heart, if people are actually on the floor, that person wants holding hand and we want to be saying, Let's help you choose your easy. And I think that's what we need to do. It seems way more compassionate to me. So, you know, if life is amazing and you're ready, 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 then yeah, that's it. I'm on it, I'm on it. Give me something to get my teeth around. I want to choose my heart because I am a badass. Okay. If you're feeling like life is really difficult, life is tough and you're struggling, you're going to have to take baby steps because you are not going to be able to move yourself into a different position with a click of your fingers or with a lot of passion, a lot of energy and a concerted effort. You need something that's going to really help regulate your dysregulated body, mind and soul and life around you. So... What I consider for that person is that at that point you need to step into this Buddha mentality, you know, all about compassion and self-love and calm and stillness and small steps. So there is a concept out there which is around the Buddha and the Badhas, and I absolutely loved it. And what that allowed me to do was create an additional concept. And I was actually working on content around this, my business two years ago before I got diagnosed with cancer. And then I decided to not go ahead with this concept as a key part of my business offering because I didn't want it to look as though I'd done any kinds of Copyright of the original kind of creator of this, who is actually the CEO of Mind Valley. So he wrote a book around um, being a Buddha and a badass. But what I decided to channel rather than any of those, because yes, of course, there's going to be times in life where we're a badass and there's going to be times in life where we need to be more of a Buddha. But actually, what I thought is, wouldn't it be great if we adopted a Buddha's mentality? that's going to keep us balanced, brilliant and resilient at all times. So if we're a Buddhas, we suddenly become this really self-compassionate person who is going to make it in the end. We're going to make it, yeah? And that's what we need to consider when we're talking about choose your hard or choose your easy. Where are we on that continuum? Are we a Buddha Are we a badass? If we're a Buddhas, we can be anywhere and always get right back to our set point. So that's one of the things that I really wanted to share with you today. I know I've talked in the past about being a warrior in a garden and a gardener at war. And in a way, the Buddhas is quite similar to that. It's a similar kind of concept. um, But it's a very easy concept that you can remember. Being a Buddhas is, you know, compassionate, self-aware, self-love, self-empowerment eventually, self-expansion and freedom. And that's where we want to get to as human beings. So in my blog that I've written to um, uh, accompany this podcast and vice versa, this podcast will accompany the blog and the article, I talked about how you can move forward in life and setting goals. So you've probably already heard about smart objectives. You may have even heard around OKRs. And they are basically things that are used in the workplace Um, things like KPIs, key performance indicators, and OKRs, which are objectives and key results. And this is around how you can create goals and objectives and move yourself towards those. Now, when you're in a badass mentality, oh my God, you are going to smash the hell out of those. Like I said, with my marathon running, with my... um, uh, bodybuilding competitions with my getting fit for the boat trip that I was going on. You know, I was proper badass. But just before that, I'd probably been more in the Buddha state because I had gone through some maybe, maybe not so much with the trip to Greece. Although actually, the boat trip to Greece, I was also going through a very unconventional um situationship with a sociopath at that point as well. So that was really difficult, but. I think through doing the training, it kept my head above water and having that goal in mind. So again, this is what I talk about when I talk about resilience, you know. Um, but I just feel that having this Buddha's mentality means that we can we can pendulate, if you like, to the extremes of life and be ready for either or. So you know, objectives and key results and smart objectives, they're amazing. You can set those, put those in place when you're cooking on gas. But what if you're not? You know, what if life is crumbling around you? What if you're feeling really hard done to and life feels tough? Because, you know, I know I I can relate to this. I, I go through, have gone through this, you know, unfortunately, more than I would like over the last few years. But, you know, I've started to understand the value of being compassionate with myself and understanding the value of taking time out. And the one thing that I also want to share with you today is around micro movements. So you may hear them called the smallest possible step, which obviously I've heard it called that before, but I prefer micro movements because micro movements is kind of similar, but, you know, it's just about making a small step every day. And, you know, we know that if you make small steps every day, it will lead to a massive result at the end of the year you know so if you were taking small steps towards a goal or towards a change in your lifestyle every day for an entire year you know we're going to have seen some quite dramatic change at the end of that year if you did nothing you're going to see nothing nada okay so it's really about sort of taking some control and when you are in a situation where you can only just about you know get out of bed some days then it's about the micro movements and how can you do those So a good example of this really is just around getting back into the gym. So, you know, I've used this in my blog, but for those that don't read the blog, you know, this is how it would work. So you might say on a Sunday or a Monday morning, right, you know, my goal for this week, I really want to get back to the gym. A, because I know it's going to make me feel better. B, because I know it's going to make me look better. And C, just because I want to take, yeah, I want to take myself into a place where these people and I want to you know get my energy back and I don't want to be you know wallowing in self-pity or whatever however you're feeling you know that might be your goal and that might be your reason so how you would do it with the micro movement is you would literally just wake up every day so you don't set them in advance you might want to do it the night before but predominantly I recommend doing it in the morning you just wake up and say "Well, what's in my power today how am I feeling what's going into my funnel where am I at with life and what can I actually do to just move the needle? And we're talking micro-movement. So if you're getting back to the gym, one of the things that you might say is, OK, so on the Monday, I'm just going to check. I'm just going to check that I've still got active gym membership. And that's it. That's all you do. Nothing else. That's it. You just do that. That's it. It's so easy. It literally will take you next to no time to do it. And it's not going to overwhelm you and it's not going to feel too stressful no matter where you're at with your, with your headspace. Tuesday. If that gym membership wasn't active, make a decision if you want to go back to the same gym or try another one. That's it. That's all you're doing. So you're not doing anything more. You're just making a decision. So all you're doing on that day is thinking. Wednesday, you've made a choice. All you need to do is activate your gym membership at your chosen gym. That's it. Nothing else. Thursday, you go onto the class schedule. You look at the class schedule, get an idea for what's going on. That's it. Nothing. End of. Next, it's Friday. You then book your class and your gym induction. And you've guessed it. Yep, that's it. So Saturday, you're going to try on your old gym kit. But you might even think, you know what? I'm really getting into this now. I'm feeling motivated. My head's getting into the right space. I'm going to treat myself to a shiny new kit. So at this point, you know, you're owning it. You're owning your little micro-movement. Because, you know, every single day you're moving yourself into that headspace of getting back to the gym. Sunday, all you're going to do is pack your gym bag ready for your induction in your class tomorrow that's going to take place after work. And then you are done. Bingo. That whole week you have done tiny micro movements, but you're getting back to the gym. Now, if you'd have sat down and said, right, I want to go back to the gym and you'd have written down all these goals of, "Okay, I want to... Um, yeah, I want to do five classes a week and I want to um, lose half a stone, right? If you're already in a situation where you don't feel great, you're going to overwhelm yourself because you're going to put too much on your plate. So the idea of micro movements is to move the needle, but in a way that plays the rhythm of your body and the rhythm of your life at the moment and doesn't put too much pressure on you. So again, you know, it's just, let's think about this. If we did micro movements every day for the rest of our lives, How further on will we be with every area of our life? Imagine if we were talking about five years from a fitness perspective. If we did a micro-movement every day to become a healthier person, where are we going to be in five years' time? So, you know, it's not about choosing your hard. It's really about choosing your easy and turn those daily baby steps into annual leaps, okay? So be the Buddha to yourself. Have compassion, you know, comfort yourself and show love, okay? When you're ready, you can be absolutely the badass. But if you're not, just be the Buddha. If we operate from this Buddha's mentality, then we can choose whatever we damn well feel like. And you know what? That's what it's all about. This is having agency and owning yourself so i hope you've enjoyed this week um as i said it's a little bit of a ramp, but actually there's some steps in here as always that you can you know implement into your life especially if you're going through a bit turmoil um just be kind to yourself but you know rather than stagnate and stand still um let's think about making baby steps because they're absolutely gonna fulfill you you're gonna feel a little bit more valued by yourself if you can see yourself moving the needle and let's not forget Moving the needle on days where you really just can't get out of bed might just be getting out of bed, yeah? It might just be opening your curtains. So don't worry. Every step, every micro step is a movement in the right direction. So if you have enjoyed this episode, I would love to get some feedback from you. So please do let me know. As always, share this episode if you think it would benefit anybody and please download and keep it on your phone or keep it to your... Um, portable platform whatever you listen through and yeah as always you know thanks very much for joining me it's going to be one more week until I'm back again episode 12 on the way so as always have a wonderful week and I'm sending you so much love and please just take care of yourself and whatever you do don't push it when you need to just choose your easy all right guys much love bye